Here. All right, Cowboy Nation, man. We live back at it again. Podcast style. We've got my boy Jerry over here. We're going to talk a little bit about Tony Romo, man. <laughs> well, what he had to say about Dak Prescott? Well, well, he just he just kind of pointed oh, out. Oh, 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 my bad. Oh, go ahead and plug your uh, your joint, man. Your barbecue okay. deal. Okay. Hey, it's your boy Jay Reese with Oak Smoke Barbecue. Uh, you know, if you want some of the traditional Texas style barbecue, give me a call at 469-810-0711. Yes, that's for real, man. That's what I'm talking about. So we were, we were talking a little bit off the uh, podcast about the interview process. Uh-huh. Tony Romo. Now, he ain't, he ain't gonna bite the bait and talk negative, but in reality, he, he, he's speaking the truth, man. So, let me know how you feel about you know Tony Romo on Dak well, Prescott. Well, one thing I like about Tony Romo as an analyst mm-hmm. and uh, as a right as here. a color commentator, yeah, when he speaks, he he he's he's honest. And he's entertaining, and he's always bringing some type of information. Uh, one of the things he pointed out, uh, some people say it's a slight to Jason Garrett, but I think it's more of a praise to Bill Belichick. Right. And he said, uh, after being in the, after studying football for over 15 years and being able to learn something new, he's impressed, and he's impressed with Bill Belichick because uh, you know every time he comes around him, he learns something. And he talks about Bill Belichick's process of taking what you, what every team does best away from them, right. and they do it differently every single time. So, uh, and it kind of points out to the way it's hard for teams to be able to compete against the Patriots because they show you something different every time, so you can't get an identity. Because with the Cowboys, you know we're doing slants, right? And goes right, uh, and what the hitch routes, hitch and so, comebacks, yeah. Uh, and people are able to call out our plays when we line up. Yeah. Yeah, and then what he was talking about is that what Bill Belichick does in, in the interview, you guys going to hear, and I'm going to try to do a recap later on tonight. Uh, he was saying that Bill Belichick may pick out a guy that's going to shoot the B-gap, but the next time they play, he's going to be playing the C, you see. So with that being said, what Bill Belichick does is it's also – he not just take out the inside slot receiver. He going to take out the inside run. So that means that Bill Belichick, he's not just going to study your strengths. He's going to actually execute on your weaknesses. So, and then he's going to throw you a new wrinkle. And Tony Romo, he was saying like, man, just being around Bill Belichick, doing his scouting report, because I guess when you're a broadcaster, you got to sit and do interviews with the coaches and these sorts of things. He was saying, man, in all of my years of just being around the craft, I learned more just being in the mix with Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. And that's the, and also, if you really think about it, that also devalues a little bit what Tom Brady can do. And I'm not trying to say, I'm not trying to say Tom Brady is trash. But it just speaks the volumes of brilliancy that Bill Belichick brings yeah. to the table. Well, and he kind of talked about uh, some offenses, like the timing of the right, offenses. Right, uh, So the importance of footwork. Right. Because some of the best quarterbacks in the league, like Patrick Mahomes, right. footwork is not like anybody else's footwork you've ever seen. He, he spoke on Brett Favre. Uh, sometimes he's, body, uh, he's, he's, he's breaking the uh, – He's breaking the cardinal rule of quarterbacks throwing off that back foot right. while he's falling down while he's throwing. Aaron uh-huh. Rodgers, uh, his offensive lineman say that it's kind of hard to block for him because his the way his footwork is, and he he doesn't right. do the traditional quarterback stuff. He's do, he does those uh, little pity pats. Uh, 
So, and he said with him, or the type of offense that the Cowboys got, is not really about the footwork, it's more, uh, it's more about the angle and the release of the hand, and the hand dictates the footwork. Right. And so, Ramo was one of those quarterbacks that was better when the play broke down. All those bums he threw to T.O. early in his career. When the play broke down, he was at his best. Another quarterback, Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. uh, he, if he's in the pocket, he missed the throws, but you look at his accuracy once the play breaks down. Breaks down or when All right, we back at it. We're just going to add this on to the extra episode. We was talking about a little bit before we got that call, uh, the footworks and the mechanics. And sometimes, you know, quarterbacks just have different throwing platforms. You know, you might look at a Russell Wilson. Although he's a, a top-tier quarterback, his throwing angle and his platform is a whole lot different from Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers was different from Peyton Manning, for crying out loud. But at the end of the day, it's can you get the job done, basically? And I think Tony Romo was talking and factors of that too, right? Exactly. And uh, once the and especially in the NFL, because you know, like you know, like you rarely have four or five seconds to stay back there and hold on to the ball. Uh, so once the play break down, you know, when someone when you got a when you got a defensive end that's on your tail, you ain't gonna be able to plant those feet and adjust and make sure the feet is pointing at your receiver Correct. and unload that ball. So being able to uh, platforms, uh, and we're going to see something different. Uh, like, take a look at Kyler Murray. Uh, he's a rookie this year, but I, I, I look at some of his footwork coming out of Oklahoma, uh, and the league is starting to switch away from those traditional stand-in-the-pocket type of quarterbacks. Uh, I mean, we thought I thought we saw a trend uh, in the early 2000s with the Michael Vicks and everything, and then, you know, the Cam Newtons. But now it's going to be a rarity where we see those quarterbacks like uh, uh, the the guy that was in Baltimore that just left. Uh, 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 I, I know who you're talking uh, about. Flacco, Flacco. Flacco. Uh, or yeah. uh, Matt, Ryan that, Matt Ryan that stands in the pocket and delivers. I mean, we ain't going to see too many more Peyton Mannings. Even, even uh, uh, Luck. Is not even yeah. even luck gets outside the pocket to yeah, run, though he's he's shown that he he can't take the punishment, uh, you know. So, but uh, just keep an eye out and look at these guys throwing motions, and then try to find uh, try to find things that can, that can that, just marry together. Yes. Uh, another thing is, and I know we pressure for time, but another thing that we want to talk about, I guess, and if you get a chance to hear what Tony Romo had to say about. Kellen Moore. Did you get a chance to hear that the fact that he was talking about that offenses and defenses are so complex now in the NFL, so much game tape, there's so much data. But he was saying that like, hey, sometimes when you throw a new wrinkle out there, that there's not enough study film to sit there and say, okay, this is what we're going to do to shut down this particular side of the offense. Well, this is what we're going to do to shut down this side of the defense. Tony Romo is on record saying that, hey, I just like the fact that when they're going to bring in Kelly Moore, it's going to be a something different, something new. Mm-hmm. What are your feelings about that? Well, I think I think that's good because, and, and, he, and he was being honest, because right, you got true. to look at the first year we got Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott. Uh-huh. Teams couldn't stop us, even though uh, there was a lot of coordinators on record saying the offense is simple, anybody could run it, but nobody was able to stop us that year. Right. Then you come around to the second year, in the third year in the NFL, they say, okay, 
uh, Dak Prescott's limitations are this. Right. So they knew he he had problems when he was throwing across field or he was throwing to his right. Right. So so what they do is they start rolling more of the coverage to his uh, left side to right. where he liked to go to with the ball. And, it, you know, it kind of hurt the team. And honestly, I mean, I'm just speaking personally. I, I honestly think that, uh, uh, you know, Dak Prescott uh, shortcomings kind of shortened uh, Dez Bryant's uh, tenure with the team. Right, uh, true, true. I, 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 I mean, we, they, we can they go just, back and forth. It's yeah. not semantics because <laughs> the thing is, you're right. You know, you take a developmental quarterback who's supposed to be able to sit on the bench to grow and develop his craft, and you throw him in a fire and he does well his first year, and now everybody wants the same results the second and third, but it's not going to happen. Exactly. Because now teams are now studying, they can take away your strengths, and they can try to maximize your weaknesses and say, okay, okay, can he beat us on a one-on-one? Can we put eight, nine men in the box? Is he going to consistently beat us with the deep seam routes? Do you have a wide receiver on this team that can get separations? Do you have a wide receiver on this team that that can catch that tight window pass? Can Dak Prescott make those passes? So there was so many things if you add into one, and then, of course, I'm not going to use this as a scapegoat, but Roger Goodell had his toe in the water with the <laughs> suspension, and yeah. you take away the quarterback's second-best friend, which is the running back, Man, you're gonna you're gonna see some, I guess, less growth. Mm-hmm. And then you know, let's be real. Dak Prescott is not a natural thrower of the ball. Mm-hmm. And and his offense, <laughs> to be honest with you, his offense is so bland. Have you ever ate rice and gravy with no sugar, no yeah, salt? Well, sugar. y'all put sugar on my yeah, rice and gravy, but you know, have you, have you ever ate it without yeah, salt and pepper? Well, you, probably put, you probably put sugar on your grits too, huh? No, no, I'm team. Grits with salt and pepper. I don't know why. And a, li- right. a little, a little bit of cheese too, man. Yeah. Man, I just yeah. got back to New Orleans. Have you ever had cheese grits or uh, grits and shrimp? Oh, man, yes, 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 man. Hey. I'm from the south, baby, hey, man. Okay. <laughs> and another thing, uh, they uh, ESPN uh, put uh-huh. out a features ranking. I don't wow. know if you saw that. No, I didn't get a chance. Okay, to see that. check this out. The Cowboys mm-hmm. uh, were not. The Cowboys were not rated in the top ten. Now wow. the front office was ranked number eight. Their uh, their roster was ranked number four. That's some good but stuff. That's some deep stuff. Quarterback was ranked number fifteen, which uh-huh. I think that's where Dak Prescott is at because uh, he's in the middle right of the pack of the type pack. of guy. He's yeah. not going to do anything to cause you any games, but he's not necessarily going to be able to put the team on your shoulders. But they ranked our coaching mm. at thirty one. Dang. Second worst coaching in the league <laughs> How? behind Adam Gase up there with the New York Jets. Boy, they're going to be eating a lot of crow. So, and the they reason for that is they believe that the Cowboys are up for a a big coaching overhaul in the very new, near future. Um, so the things that we're doing, the things that we're doing with our offense are the things that we're doing in the draft because they, they rank us as – the number seven best drafting team. They our front office is at number eight. Wow. Uh, what gave us what gave our front office that uh, bump? You know, I think a couple of years ago, uh, everybody would say Jerry Jones' hands is in the pot. But over the past couple of years, instead of us drafting for those wild players, you know, we bring in a Leighton Vander Esch where everybody like what we should have got the wide receiver. You know, the big yeah, wide yeah, receiver yeah, that yeah. went to Denver. And, or, or the kid that went yeah. to Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, they, Calvin really doesn't. And uh, you know, traditionally the Cowboys have a tendency to hold on players uh, way too long. And with them being willing to part ways with Dez Bryant and uh, let other players walk, uh, kind of show that the Cowboys are 
actually moving in the right direction as far as building the team. So uh, ro roster minus quarterback, we're ranked at number four in the league. Quarterback, we have the number 15th ranked quarterback. Uh, coaching is 31. So is, is that collective coaching on the defensive side of the ball and offense, or is it just the head coach? Uh, well, reading the article, it kind of made it seem like it was heavy on Jason Garrett, wow. and and uh, not because they don't they believe that uh, Jason Garrett is a bad coach. They just believe that his tenure here in Dallas will be very short. So this is, you know, so this is a a 2019 future power ranking so it's looking at the future of the team uh but but I, I think they left out so many uh intangibles with coaching you mm -hmm. know uh, of course we know that coach red he's not the the guy that's going to create things that's like wow this is amazing but i i have yet to see the team i had I have yet to see coach red lose the team basically mm -hmm. and people were would, would be willing to run through a brick wall for coach red now and then on top of that, if you add into the aspect of what the defensive side of the ball, that side of the tree of coaching, look, you can say whatever you want, but Chris Richard got those boys exactly. ready. And Papa Rob Marinelli got that front four nasty. I just don't see us – I don't see, what, 31 other coaches better than Coach Red at uh, this point, even uh, into the future. I want to say halfway through the year last yeah. year, uh, they had that – they had where – that was a, a agent that reported that, you know, he had uh -huh. a couple of players on the team, reported that one of his players said this was the worst coach team he's ever been a part of. Oh, and that was okay. before we got Amari Cooper and the season uh -huh. started to turn around. Right. And I want to say that kind of shows uh, Garrett's uh, perseverance and how he is as a coach. I thought after they made the playoffs last year and actually won a playoff game that he would have easily got that contract, especially how the year started off because, I right. mean, Hey, I was to the point where I was mad. I was mad as hell. I was like, man, I bought tickets to to the Thanksgiving <laughs> right. game, and the way we playing, I feel like I just wasted money. Need a money. refund, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, you know, he, the way he turned that season around, it shows that he got he got under control. But I mean, it's easy to say that you didn't lose the team while we're winning. But I want, uh, I would like to have seen. But I, I wouldn't have liked to see it because I'm a, I'm a Cowboys fan. But I, right, I have right. a feeling if we would have missed the playoffs, uh, you would have had a lot more people saying things uh, where, you know, because kind of look at this. Uh, how many former Cowboys players actually give praise to Jason Garrett? Not many. Not and, many. Because yeah. uh, you remember DeMarcus Ware had an interview on 103.5. Uh, yeah, 105.3, yeah, <laughs> the fans, shout out to him. Yeah, yeah uh, a few months ago, and he right. said that uh, it was actually during the season where he said Garrett was not an X's and O's guys. He was like, we line up and do what we do, and they do what they do, whoever wins, wins. And that's the reason why he's traditionally or he's uh, usually 8-8 uh, eight eight coach. And in order to win those extra games, you have to do some Bill Belichick type thing, uh, which Tony Romo gave him high praise and put some X's and O's to, yeah. to strategize. Well, well, this is the thing. I'm not saying that Jason Garrett can walk on water. Neither mm -hmm. are you. He, yeah. He's not going to be the guy that's going to part the Red Sea for crying out loud. He, now he have a red head, but that's a different story. Uh -huh. My thing is, I don't see how he can be 31st, though. I can, I can see them just like they put Dak Prescott in the middle of the pack. Yeah. 
I think that Jason okay. Garrett still should belong somewhere in the middle. You just can't put him at 31st. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I, I just don't see that Coach Gruden, although he got a Super Bowl ring, I don't see that Coach Gruden is going to turn his team around and it's just going to be something just so much far superior than what Jason Garrett has been doing. Mm -hmm. That could be a story of a different day. Hell, this season have not started yet. We might see the, the, the Raiders go, what, 13-3. and three. But in my opinion, I don't see that happening. But it's been nice talking to you, man. Always a pleasure dropping some facts down and then bringing the information for the nation. What was that website again? It's ESPN.ESPN.com. NFL future power rankings, projections for all 32 teams for the next three years. Mm, I'm going to try to drop that link down below so you guys can take a real good look at it. And then on top of that, uh, we're just going to have to see how this season play out, man. Jay, tell them where they can find you at again, man. Hey, hey, you can find me at Oak Smoke Barbecue. Give me a call. We cater. Uh, big parties, small parties, anything. 469-8100-711. Yes, indeed. Cowboy Nation, you guys been rocking with Law Nation and Jay. Hey, we just putting the facts out there, and we just trying to give you guys the information to help grow the nation, man, whether it be on the intellectual side, knowing football, listening to what Tony Rumble had to say, and then on top of that, how Kelly Moore is going to be able to turn this thing around. Hopefully he can. <laughs> That's all we can think about, right? This team being better, stronger, faster, more physical, and all those things are added all into one. That's been our time. I really appreciate and thank you all for yours. And remember, you all are listening to nothing but the best. Salute. We're out. Peace.